Hello and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. If you've been following along, then you know we've walked quite a long journey with our fellow Israelites. From the time God first made a covenant with Abraham, to the time Moses led them out of Egypt, to the time Joshua conquered Jericho and marched them into the promised land, from the time King David ruled upon the throne, from the time the kingdom was divided into the north and the south, and from the time the prophets spoke the words of the Lord, we've walked through it all. And now... Now we've come to one of the saddest moments in Israel's history. Time was running out for the southern kingdom of Judah and its capital city of Jerusalem. God had sent them prophet after prophet to declare his word and to warn them of what was coming if they did not repent from their idol worship and turn back to him. But the people just would not listen. They did not care. After King Josiah died, everything went wrong. A new king came to the throne and his name was Jehoiakim. During these dark and terrible days, Jeremiah tried to speak to King Jehoiakim and to bring him and the people God's last call of repentance. Jeremiah would cry out in the name of God, Return, you backsliding children, and I will heal you and your land. If you will return, O Israel, says the Lord, and if you will put away your abominations and idols out of my sight, then you will be forgiven and you will not be moved. There was still a chance for them to avoid being carried away captive. They only needed to repent and see the wickedness of their ways but their eyes were blinded. Oh, Jerusalem, cried out Jeremiah, wash your heart from sin that you may be saved. If just one honest man could be found in the city, he said, all would be forgiven. The Lord said to Jeremiah, go up and down the streets of Jerusalem, look around and consider, search through her squares. If you can find but one person who deals honestly and seeks the truth, I will forgive this city. How tenderly God spoke to these people who had turned their backs on him and disobeyed him time and time again. How much he must have loved them to have offered them full forgiveness even after they had been so wicked. Did they listen? Did they care? Did they repent? No, they did not. God said to them, stand at the crossroads and look. There are two paths you can choose. Ask me to help you find the good path, the ancient path that I have made for you to walk, following my ways. Walk in that path and you will find rest for your souls. But true seekers, do you know what the people's response was? They said, no, we will not walk in it. They had made their decision. So long the people had followed their evil ways that they had come to like wrong better than right. May God help us that we never love doing wrong more than we love doing what is right. They did not want to be good anymore or follow God's ways. Nobody listened to Jeremiah's warnings. The priests, the rulers, and the wealthy merchants all laughed at Jeremiah because of his teachings. 
But Jeremiah's warnings became stronger and stronger until Jeremiah gave them one of the most specific prophecies yet. He told them exactly what was going to happen, who was going to come, and for how long it would last. You see, on the horizon, many hundreds of miles away, there was a nation that was growing and becoming larger and more powerful by the day. That nation was Babylon. And there was a new king who had come to power in Babylon. And do you know the name of this king? This king's name was Nebuchadnezzar. Can you say Nebuchadnezzar? It was during the fourth year of Jehoiakim's reign in Judah that the king of Babylon, King Nebuchadnezzar, came to power. Friends, we are going to learn a lot more about King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. But for now, Jeremiah introduced the people to this foreign king. He knew what was on the horizon. God had shown him what was going to happen. And what would this king, King Nebuchadnezzar, have to do with the Israelites? They would soon find out. So Jeremiah the prophet said to all the people of Judah and to all those living in Jerusalem, he said, For 23 years, from the 13th reign of Josiah, king of Judah, until this very day, the word of the Lord has come to me, and I have spoken to you again and again and again for 23 years, but you have not listened. And though the Lord has sent all his servants, the prophets, to you again and again, you have not listened or paid any attention. They said, Turn now, each of you, from your evil ways and your evil practices, and you can stay in the land the Lord gave to you and your ancestors forever and ever. They said, Do not follow other gods to serve and worship them. Do not arouse the anger of the Lord with what your hands have made. Then the Lord will not harm you. But you did not listen to the Lord, and you have aroused his anger with what your hands have made, and you have brought harm to yourselves. Therefore, this is what the Lord God Almighty says. Because you have not listened to my words, I will summon all the peoples of the north, and King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, I will bring him against this city and its inhabitants and against all the surrounding nations. This whole country will become a desolate wasteland. And these nations will serve the king of Babylon for 70 years. Did you hear that, true seekers? Not only did Jeremiah tell them who was coming, he told them for how long they would be sent into exile to Babylon for 70 years. Jeremiah decided that he would write down all the words of the Lord on a scroll. All the messages he had received would be written down and read aloud to the people. Maybe this would cause the people to listen and take notice. He spoke the words aloud as a man named Baruch wrote them down on a scroll. Then he had Baruch go and read the scroll in the temple out loud to the people. Some of the leaders took notice and became interested, but when King Jehoiakim heard about the scroll, he sent for it, cut it up with his knife, and threw the pieces in the fire. 
Jeremiah was accused of treason. This means they accused him of being on the side of the Babylonians, and he was beaten and put into prison. Time went by, days went by, months went by while Jeremiah was in prison, and a new king came to rule on the throne of Judah. This king's name was Zedekiah. Can you say Zedekiah? While Jeremiah was in prison, King Zedekiah came to rule on the throne of Judah. Both kings Zedekiah and Jehoiakim had been sons of the great king Josiah. Unfortunately, they did not follow in the ways of their father, King Josiah, who had brought God's word back to the people. When King Zedekiah came to rule on the throne of Judah, he sent for Jeremiah and said to him, Is there any new word from God? What is God saying now? Jeremiah told King Zedekiah something he did not want to hear. He said, You, King Zedekiah, will be delivered into the hand of King Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. The time is here. Well, King Zedekiah did not want to hear that word from Jeremiah, and so Jeremiah was sent back to prison. But he kept faithfully speaking the message of the Lord. And finally, the leaders could handle it no more. They went to King Zedekiah and said, This man should be put to death. He is discouraging the soldiers who are left in this city, as well as all the people, by the things he is saying to them. This man is not seeking the good of these people, but their ruin. So King Zedekiah said they could do whatever they wanted with Jeremiah. He said to them, He is in your hands. The king can do nothing to oppose you. And so... They cast Jeremiah into a cistern, which was in the court of the prison. Cisterns were deep, deep wells dug into the ground, usually to hold water. Do you remember another person we learned about who was let down into a cistern? If you said Joseph, then you are correct. It must have been very deep because they needed ropes to let Jeremiah down. They tied Jeremiah up in ropes, and then they let him down, down, down into the depths of the dungeon, dark and slimy, wet and muddy. Jeremiah sunk into the mud of the pit. It was a terrible place for anybody to be put in prison, let alone for someone who was getting older as Jeremiah was. He had faithfully followed the call of God upon his life since he was a young man, and now here he was in this dark and muddy and slimy pit. How cold it must have been. How tiring with no place to sit or lie down. How uncomfortable with his feet squishing in the mud all the time. Every minute, every second must have felt like an eternity. Only one person in all of Jerusalem cared, and that was a man named Ebed-Melech. He was not an Israelite, but a Cushite from the region of Ethiopia in Africa. He was working as an official in the king's court. He liked Jeremiah the prophet and knew what a good man he was. Ebed-Melech heard that they had put Jeremiah into the cistern. And what Ebed-Melech did next was one of the bravest things he could have done. He went out of the palace and found the king while he was sitting at the Benjamin gate, giving advice and ruling the people. 
Ebed-Melech said to the king, My lord, these men have acted wickedly in all they have done to Jeremiah the prophet. They have thrown him into a cistern where he will starve to death when there is no longer any bread in the city. The king then commanded Ebed-Melech the Cushite, Take thirty men from here with you and lift Jeremiah the prophet out of the cistern before he dies. So Ebed-Melech took the men with him and went to a room under the treasury in the palace. He found some old rags and worn-out clothes from there and let them down with the ropes to Jeremiah in the cistern. Ebed-Melech said to Jeremiah, Put these old rags and worn-out clothes under your arms to pad the ropes. Jeremiah did so, and they pulled him up with the ropes and lifted him out of the cistern. How glad Jeremiah must have been to see the face of a friend pulling him up from out of the pit. Up, up, up came Jeremiah out of that pit, starving and probably shivering with cold. Jeremiah was glad to be out in the sunlight again. Jeremiah had certainly been through much. He was not completely free. While he was no longer in the pit, he was kept in the court of the prison and stayed there until the day his prophecy came true, until the day that Jerusalem was taken by the Babylonians. Dear True Seekers, we don't know what happened to Ebed-Melech after he came to Jeremiah's rescue, but what we do know is that he acted in courage and bravery and spoke on behalf of Jeremiah when others wanted to hurt him. It took courage on the part of Ebed-Melech because no one else was speaking up for Jeremiah. No one else cared. No one else was willing to speak out against the wrong that was being committed. Ebed-Melech risked his own life to speak to the king on behalf of Jeremiah. For all he knew, the king could have thrown him into the pit too. Sometimes it's not always easy to speak truth and stand for what is right when everyone else seems to be silent. But we can't let fear keep us from being the only ones to do what's right. God will strengthen you just as he did Jeremiah and just as he did Ebed-Melech to be a voice of truth in a world that is full of darkness. Jeremiah also showed much bravery while he was in the pit. He never ever gave up on God. Jeremiah knew the love of the Lord and he knew that following the Lord, even while being thrown into a pit, was better than any life of luxury or ease. One of my most favorite things that Jeremiah ever said was this, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning great is your faithfulness. Can you believe that? Even after being thrown into a slimy, dark pit, Jeremiah did not give up on the Lord. He knew the love of the Lord never ends. He knew God was faithful all the time and that God never changes. Jeremiah knew he could count on his God to be with him and take care of him. And that's just what God did. God sent the brave man Ebed-Melech to see to it that Jeremiah was rescued from that pit. How good and faithful our God is. No matter what happens, God's love is steadfast and it never ends. He is faithful. He calls us to follow him no matter the cost. He calls us to leave our sinful ways and repent and seek his face. He calls us to choose the path of obedience because that is the only path that leads to life. Jeremiah might not have known when he first said yes to God's calling where it would lead, 
He probably could not imagine that it would lead him to a pit, but he would rather obey God than anything else in the world because Jeremiah knew God's presence would be with him even in the pit. And that was worth more than anything else. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your faithfulness and your goodness. You are a holy and just God, and that is why you cannot tolerate sin or evil or wickedness. And so you sent your son Jesus to die in our place, to save us from our sins, to wash us white as snow so that we might stand before you cleansed and holy. And so, Lord, we thank you for sending Jesus to come and wash us clean. And in response, we say we will follow you. We will obey you. We will worship you and you will alone. There is no other God like you. You are the one true and living God. And we like Jeremiah will follow you no matter where it leads us. We will follow you because we know that life with you is better than life without you. So we thank you, God. We thank you that your steadfast love never ends. Your mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to give a shout out to Jay Jeffries, who says, we started doing the podcast with my kids for our morning devotions, and we love it. And then Book Lover One says, my kids listen to this amazing podcast every day before bed. It has really made a difference in their lives. Their days at school are much better every day. Thank you. You are such a blessing. I love hearing that it's making a difference in their lives. Thank you for sharing that. Hannah says, my sons and I listen to your podcast on the way to school each morning. Micaiah is 11 and Kanan is 8. We love how you explain things in an easy to understand way and your voice is so soothing and relaxing. I am amazed at how much both of my sons remember each Bible story and relate the truths to their lives. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you for that, Hannah. And this is a message from Valerie Cruz. She says, I am seven years old. We love to hear your beautiful voice every night. My mom puts me to hear your beautiful stories. Thank you so much for sharing the word of God. My favorite Bible story is the one about Joseph the dreamer because he has a very inspiring story. He dreamt that great things were meant for him. I believe that as long as God is with us and we work hard and treat people with kindness, nothing could stop us from achieving our dreams. From Los Angeles, California, we are sending you hugs and love. May God bless you. Thank you, Valerie. Noelani, who is from Hawaii and she's seven years old, says, we listen to your podcast regularly and I've enjoyed it and I'm going to get baptized soon. I am so excited for you, Noelani. I don't know if you've already been baptized yet or not, but that is wonderful news to hear. Annabelle, age nine, also from Hawaii, says, I especially love to listen while we are driving in the car. Thank you so much for creating this beautiful resource for the whole family to grow in our love and understanding of God's word. Thank you, Noelani and Annabelle. This message came from Samuel, age seven, from Ontario, Canada, and his mom, Adriana. She says, we like to listen to the podcast when we are in the van traveling. We liked the Easter Sunday podcast. The stories help us understand the Bible stories better and learn more about God and Jesus. Thank you so much, Samuel, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for joining me today. I look forward to our time together next week.